Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, good morning, and welcome back to Morning Ray. I'm your host, Lan or Alana. Today's episode is the first part of it's either gonna be a two-part or three-part series. Ideally three, because there's three weeks left until the new year. But last year I did a three-part series. It was episodes 105 to 107. It was how to be that girl in 2023. This year we're doing glow up in 2024. Maybe I'll come up with a better name, but right now in my notes, it's glow up in 2024. Today's episode is going to be how to reflect on 2023 and set your vision boards and manifestations, goals, etc. for the new year. I love doing planning like this. If you're new to the podcast, hi. Welcome. I feel like my brand initially started from my love and obsession with manifestation and actually achieving so many of the things that I set out to make as goals. So I'm going to be sharing how I personally prep for the new year and what I'm going to be doing over the next couple of weeks. Everything from my practices in my journal to having fun on Pinterest to making fun little backgrounds for my computer and my phone and just mindsets and ways I want to approach the new year. I'm going to take you along with that. Let's discuss our current faves. Well, my current faves. I purchased a Ralph Lauren polo blue knit sweater. I was inspired by Peyton Sarden. I saw her wear it. I kind of wish I got a size up than what I ended up getting, but it's still amazing. I love it. It's so comfortable and cute. I also got my nails done this baby pink color. I normally go for more sheer colors. This one's quite opaque, but I love it and it's so pretty. And what else do I have to share with you? Because I feel like this is the world's shortest intro of my entire life. Oh, okay. So I got injured. I don't know. I could forget this. I injured my foot last week. I did not mean to do this. It was stupid of me. So learn from my mistakes. But I was off of running for almost a month because I had the flu at the beginning of November and then I was getting over the flu and then I went to LA and whatnot. Life just happened. And so last week, well now two weeks ago when you're listening to this, on Tuesday I ran two kilometers and then on Saturday I thought... I should go on a run. It was really warm here in Toronto. And originally I had decided I was going to do around like five to maybe seven kilometers, like at most a three mile run. And that would have been fine. But my little ego got in the way and I was like, I'm going to try for 10. So I ran 10 kilometers and it was great. I didn't have any pain. I didn't have any pain afterwards. Sunday I was fine. Monday morning I was fine. Pretty much all day Monday I was fine. I went to the gym Monday afternoon. I did nothing in the gym that hurt my foot and then I was walking home from the gym and it started to hurt and I was like fuck what did I do 
and it feels like my plantar fasciitis, which I've had for forever, was acting up a little more severely than normal. Normally, it's also on my right foot. This is all on my left foot. And I was like, "Mm, I definitely increased my mileage too quickly and went out too strong and hard. And now I'm paying for it. But I initially thought I'm like, it's fine. I will stretch and I'm fine. Like I don't, I'm not injured. I woke up Tuesday morning and my foot was feeling better for the most part. And I was a dummy again and went on a seven kilometer run. And I told myself, if it really hurts, I'm going to listen to my body. I'm going to stop. And if I need an Uber home, I'll Uber home or like hop on transit, whatever. I continue to run. I definitely had moments where I probably should have stopped, but I stopped and stretched and then continued running. And I kept kind of changing the way I was running to alleviate any pain. And after a while of like running for a few minutes, the pain would disappear and then it could come back. Probably realistically shouldn't have run on Tuesday, but after that I could barely walk. It really, really hurt. The pain was starting to kind of move up to the side of the outer side of my left foot, which was making me worried that it was tendonitis and not just plantar fasciitis, or maybe it could be a stress fracture or something. So since then I've been trying to stay off my foot. I got a brace for plantar fasciitis and tendonitis and just ankle support in general that I've been wearing on and off and I've been icing. I also ordered ice packs because the only ice packs I had in my apartment, well, the only ice pack I had in my apartment was this little lip-shaped one that I got given when I got lip filler. <laughs> like literal, literal tiny little ice packs. So I ordered a pack of two from Amazon of these like proper, like the blue bendy ones that you can like wrap around. So I've been icing. I've been using the pure sport freeze roll-on situation on my foot a ton and that honestly has made a world of a difference been trying to wear really supportive shoes when I go out with orthotics and then like some sort of arch support because that was feeling better but as of yesterday my foot is definitely feeling better actually I want to say like from Thursday Thursday onwards it definitely started to feel a lot better like I feel like I can walk without being in excruciating pain I can stand on my foot. Like when I was getting ready in the morning, my foot was even hurting just standing on it. So it definitely feels a lot better. I do still feel it pulling where like the plantar fascia, plantar fasci, fascias, fascias? I don't know. I'm not a doctor for a reason. Where my plantar fascia is, it definitely is pulling a bit, but I've been icing still and I'm not going to run at least until the new year. I think I might try swimming. (laughs) Don't hold me to it. I really am not a swimmer. I used to like pretend to put my face in the water during swimming lessons. Somehow my swimming level got messed up when I was in camp and because that's like when I would do my swimming lessons and I like jumped a bunch of levels so I never learned how to properly dive or anything. I can swim like if I get tossed into a body of water I will not drown like I can swim. I'm just not a strong swimmer. But I heard that running, not running, I heard that swimming is really great if you have any injuries, especially if you are a runner because it's really good cardio and it takes all the pressure off of your joints, ligaments, and tendons and just allows you to get a really good workout in. So I'm thinking swimming, there's a pool at the gym that I go to, I go to Altea in Toronto, so 
doing laps in there, getting a little swim cap or something, and then using like the bike and doing spin until my foot is feeling better. I have found some exercises to do to help strengthen my foot. And if it doesn't go away and it still really hurts to go to physio and have them check it out, but it's feeling mostly better. I feel like I've had a million one foot injuries and obviously I don't have benefits. So I would have to pay out of pocket for physio, which I will do if I have to. But right now I feel like I have the injury under control, but I obviously don't want it to get really bad because I am signed up for the half next fall in Toronto and I wanted to do a half in May and a 10k race in June so we we shall see the foot is feeling okay today but when I feel like I can get back into running I'm going to do this post-injury recovery plan from Rana you guys know I swear by this app and it's a lot of walking, running, which is really what I should have done when I came back. So more of the story, if you've been off running or you're getting into running, don't push your mileage too fast. Listen to your body and don't be an idiot like me. Don't let your ego get in the way. It is not worth it. However, kind of cool <laughs> that I could just whip out a 10K after being off for a month. Remember when I couldn't run anything further than five kilometers or anything further than three kilometers even? Like, I think that's pretty cool. I mentioned this a few weeks back, but I've been starting to learn and practice French because I want to be able to travel and speak like a local. If you are someone who can speak two languages, you're bilingual. If you can speak three languages, you're trilingual. If you can only speak one, you're American. <laughs> only 22% of Americans speak a language other than English at home. I'm definitely guilty of this, being a Canadian. And you can start learning a new language this fall and be the exception, not the rule, because with Babbel, you'll start talking a new language in just three weeks. Um, why Babbel, you ask? Because it actually works. Instead of spending hundreds of dollars for a private tutor or fooling yourself with other language apps that are just games, their quick little 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. I feel like that's pretty fast, if you do say so myself. Um, it's designed by real people for real conversations. All of Babbel's tips and tools for learning a new language are approachable, accessible, rooted in real life situations and delivered with conversation-based teaching. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners to get you started right now. You can get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash Ray. You can get 55% at babbel.com slash Ray spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash Ray, R-A-E, rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by the Spring Cleaning Champions, Manscaped. This season, make sure the man in your life grooms his carpets and his drapes with the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Have him clear out that winter bush with Manscaped's Lawn Mower 5.0 and watch his confidence bloom like springtime flowers. Embrace the season and have him join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our special offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code Alana for 20% off plus free shipping. Manscaped's 
new season MVP, the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, is their fifth generation trimmer with featuring two interchangeable next-gen skin-safe blade heads, a standard one for taking a little off the top, and a new foil blade to go smooth wherever his heart desires. It also features dual LED spotlights to guide him through the darkest winter debris, navigate the... navigate with confidence in your delicate areas hate seeing a mess in the bathroom not to worry this bad boy is waterproof he can trim in the shower in the bath or in the ocean i personally love the lawnmower because it's compact and doesn't take up too much space in the drawers and it comes with a sleek travel case don't forget spring cleaning doesn't just apply to his neither regions he can get the full grooming experience with manscapes signature beard hedger pro kit and handyman electric face shaver whether he's looking to craft his signature look or clean up that neckline these are always the right tools for the job get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code alana a-l-l-a-n-a at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off and free shipping with the code alana at manscaped.com nothing like a little spring cleaning in his pants ladies You guys know I recently went on a trip to Mexico and I really wish I had known more Spanish and that is why I'm so interested in Rosetta Stone. Introducing Rosetta Stone as the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app and it truly is an immersive experience in the language that you want to learn. It's so simple. It's so easy. They are a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they offer 25 language, everything from Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, whatever it is, you will gain fast language acquisition as Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. No English translations, so you can really learn to speak, think, and listen in that language. It's an intuitive process allowing you to pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences, which is designed for long-term retention. They also have speech recognition built in a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like having a personal trainer for your accent, which is truly incredible. It's convenient on your desktop and with app options, and it also has an audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline, and it's an amazing value. A lifetime membership has 25 languages for all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started for to get started. For a very limited time, Morning Ray listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off. Unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. But anyways, let's reflect 
2023. I love to do this in journaling and or a discussion with my friends. My friend Corey and I always love to do our annual FaceTime call or like we'll hang out and go over our goals and put together a little vision board and have fun with that. So you can either discuss these things in a journal or with your friends. I love to reflect on the highlights of the year. So any moments that were milestones or things that really stand out to you and are good good memories any low points, like any obstacles you had to overcome, any low points where maybe you felt low or were depressed or struggled with something or had to work through something, any accomplishments that you had. I feel like if you're like myself, you tend to belittle your accomplishments and overlook them a lot when you really should appreciate and celebrate them. So, It's really important to reflect back on that. I love to go over any lessons I learned or things I learned about myself in the past year. Also on a side tangent, I made a really yummy latte. I've been watching Ethan Road on TikTok and just been learning a lot on how to properly froth my milk because I feel like I nailed the espresso shot pulling situation. It was always the milk and I feel like I finally know how to have the perfect amount of microfoam on top for a latte and I'm learning how to pour it properly and next we're going to nail the latte art. I'm really trying. This is so good. I don't know. I love coffee so much and I love learning how to make it and it's very therapeutic for me. So reflecting on 2023, you want to do your highlights, your low points or low lights lessons learned and accomplishments. And then I love to also do what you're leaving in 2023 and what you're bringing into 2024. And this pertains to mindsets, habits, people, and things. Like, are there any toxic relationships that you want to leave in 2023? Are there any great friendships or relationships you gained in 2023 that you want to bring into 2024? Are there any mindsets or ways of thinking that you really worked on and developed in 2023 that you want to bring into the new year? And are there any mindsets that you worked hard to overcome that you want to leave in the past? Are there habits that you want to build or have built that you want to bring into the new year? Or are there habits such as vaping or being lazy or drinking too much, whatever it may be, negative habits, bad habits that you want to leave in this current year. I think these are all great things that are important to reflect on and also allow us to be more self-aware of the things that like where we started 2023 and how we're ending it and allow us to really work towards becoming that best version of ourselves, that highest version of ourselves that we're constantly striving towards by reflecting on our highlights and our low points and the lessons that we learned and the accomplishments that we achieved and mindsets that we developed and habits that we developed and people and things that we realized may or may not be in alignment with us anymore or have become in alignment with us. It can really allow us to actually achieve and work towards becoming that highest self and being more in alignment with it. With that said, I am very much a visual person and also for the aesthetic side of things, I love Pinterest. I love making a vision board. I love seeing what I'm trying to achieve in my life in front of me. I love taking 
this like very intense visual image that I have in my mind when I close my eyes and think about how I want my life to look, feel, taste, and evolve. I love putting it onto a Pinterest board and onto a little collage situation, whether it's a physical one or a digital version. I love doing this each year. I love doing it throughout the year. I love doing it for projects and things. I really think it's cool to be able to embody a vision and goal you have for yourself through images because I really think it can help make that mind to reality connection and help it actually become a reality. I love to create Pinterest boards titled of the year that we're going into. So obviously 2024 is what we're titling this one, which is absolutely fucked. Like how are we <laughs> entering 2024? I feel like I'm still in 2016. Maybe that makes me old. Maybe, I don't know, maybe that makes me a little psychotic, but how the fuck are we entering 2024? And why does it feel like I was just recording last year's series of how to level up and be your hottest self and be that girl in 2023. It's really, it's really fucking wild. I swear, as we get older, the years go by faster and faster. And I've actually read things to explain like why. And I mean, this could be so false, but it seems very much true to me. As we get older, each year becomes a smaller proportion of our overall life and that's why it feels so much shorter because think about it when you're say you're 10 years old each year is one tenth of your life versus when you're 24 each year is one 24th of your life so it's becoming a smaller and smaller fraction it's a smaller piece of the puzzle so it seems so much smaller in the grand scheme of things and it goes by so much faster which is so terrifying but on a lighter note <laughs> I love my Pinterest boards to be all the images of how I want my life to look and feel in 2024. What do you want to portray? Who do you want to portray? And what do you want to amplify in your life? I love to take the images that I pin on Pinterest and then make a proper vision board. I get asked all the time how I do this. I honestly do it on Canva. I choose the presentation format and then so that I'm not saving a million one images, from Pinterest, I just copy and paste the image into Canva. When making my vision board, I like to do it in different sections. So different quadrants of the board are gonna be different areas of concentration. For example, I like to do around four to six. So health, career, friendships, relationship, travel, home, those are kind of things that I like to focus on. You can choose different things. I feel like those are pretty broad across the board. And then I use it as a computer background. So the entire thing will be my computer background on my laptop. And then instead of like changing the dimensions of the presentation format for an iPhone, I just choose a section of the vision board that I want to be my background at that moment. And then I'll move it as I choose to focus on different areas of my goals throughout the year and it also makes it fun because you got to change up your background. The reason why I love to set my vision board as my background on my computer and phone is because you're subconsciously seeing these images every single day and so then your subconscious is thinking about it and then you're going to actively make choices and decisions that lead you along a path to achieve those goals and that's essentially manifestation. It's the same way as like writing it out every day or quite frequently like what goals you want to have and achieve and writing them as if they're in the presence tense 
it puts it front of mind or in the back of your mind as well so that when you're making decisions and going about your day-to-day, you're slowly inching towards those goals that you have set out for yourself. So overall, having the vision board really helps to visualize what you want your life to look like and be able to really just feel and see it into a reality. And as a result, you are thinking of it subconsciously and taking the steps towards making it happen. This is a fun activity. Like I said, I do this with Corey every year. It's a fun activity you can do with your friends before New Year's. If you want to have a more chill, relaxed, laid back New Year's, you can even do it on like New Year's Eve. You guys can even print out images from Pinterest or from magazines, get Bristol board or cardstock and put it together and do a little collage night. I did something similar at an event with Say, like the makeup brand. And we had old magazines and it was honestly really therapeutic. We had Mod Podge and we're just chatting and had music and cocktails and whatnot. And it was just a really cute vibe. So that's something fun you can do with the girls or the guys this holiday season before the new year. Okay, goal setting. I love to reflect back again on the goals that I set in the previous year. For the past two years, I've done my goals in an opportunity solution tree on Miro. It's like myroboard.com. I think it's, I think their website's, their website is myro.com. It's M-I-R-O.com. And I would do an opportunity solution tree and I have a bunch of different categories. I talk about this a lot on last year's series and I did money and prudence, family and relationships, body and health, career and life path, play and creativity, education and learning, social media, sociability and friendships, and then the world and community. And I feel like when I used to do my goals, it was very numerical based. They were very specific. And I do think that's important, but I'm going to get into why I'm changing my sort of mindset and approach with how I'm setting goals and what I'm going to do instead. Before we get into that part, I want to discuss reflecting on last year's goals and what journal prompts you can do to go over this with yourself or what questions you can ask and discuss with your friends if you choose to do this together. I think it's important to do this on your own and then to come together with your friends and discuss it. Like you can be working on it independently with them there and then you can kind of share in a circle like you would in class. Reflecting on last year's goal setting, I think can also make you, it can make you aware of whether or not you were able to achieve those goals, whether those goals were realistic and if there's something you still wanna work towards or if you wanna pivot and kind of change directions. A few questions you can ask yourself. There are actually four different questions that I like to ask myself. So number one, how did you work towards your goals? So of the ones that you achieved or actively worked towards, what were the strategies in place and what do you think actually worked in helping you achieve the goals that you did and what maybe didn't help you? Number two, How did it feel to work towards accomplishing these things? Was it rewarding to you? Was it challenging? Were you excited about it? Were you driven? Were you motivated? Did it feel like a chore? Number three, what did you accomplish? What were the goals that you set out that you actually accomplished? Did you maybe surpass any of them? Did you come close to any but not quite hit them? And number four, what are the highlights of the last year goal-related or not? You can either 
write these out in a journal. I personally love journaling. And then you can discuss these with your friends, especially if you're doing like a little vision board thing or goal set session, because I think it's kind of cool to see how your friends' minds might work and their perspective on things. And you might be able to hear their processes towards working their goals and how they felt about it and hearing the language that they're using to describe whether or not they met their goals and whatnot. You can kind of provide feedback to each other and just maybe see your goals and how you work towards them and your work ethic and and all that in a different perspective. I don't know, I think having conversation and having open dialogue around topics like this with people who are like-minded to you is really important and healthy discussion and can also motivate and inspire and excite you for the next year and in your goal setting journey working towards those goals. As I said, I have a different approach and mindset into going into goal setting this year. It's actually coming from the book Atomic Habits. If you are a new listener here, I read the book Atomic Habits and really fell in love with it. A lot of the things I already embodied, but it was also a really nice way to refresh my mindset on it. In fact, I actually want to read the book again in the new year. But anyways, I used to be very specific and have numerical based goals. Like I wanna make X amount of money in the year and I wanna make X amount of money per month or I want to gain this amount of followers on my platform or I wanna have this many brand partnerships or I wanna put out X amount of content per week and stuff like that because I am very analytical. However, I feel like my old mindset sort of limited potential by putting a ceiling on my potential. Not that I couldn't surpass those goals. I feel like I also did sometimes undermine a lot of my goals, like in terms of downloads on the podcast or followers that I knew I'd be able to achieve it. And I did still surpass, but I feel like sometimes setting very specific goals, especially if it's numerical based goals, can put a ceiling on your potential. And that's not always a good thing. I think instead, and I'm going to talk about this more in next week's episode when I talk about habits and routines going into the new year, but instead focus on the daily habits that you want to implement that you think your highest self would be doing. What habits, routines, rituals are going to help you become what your highest self embodies how do you want to feel act and see the world what type of person do you want to embody how do you want others to speak about you when you're not there how do you want to push yourself to improve this year think about self-improvement For example, you want to be more confident. You want to acknowledge people by their name more. You want to be better with names. You want to put yourself in more situations that you're uncomfortable with to become comfortable with them. You want to be more independent. Maybe you feel like you depend a lot on your friends or your partner or your family to do things and you want to learn how to do them on your own. For example, this was always a goal for me. Like I am independent, but I noticed in some areas where I lacked independency. It felt really good to travel on my own and be in a city that I didn't live in, deal with feeling uncomfortable or anxious and learn how to cope and overcome that because I really think that is a character building 
event. So really think about these things. Your goals don't have to necessarily be to walk 10k steps every day or to hit the gym five times a week or to make a six-figure salary. It can be so much deeper than that. It can be about a feeling. Say in 2024, I want to be the most confident, self-secure, independent, empathetic individual. I want to acknowledge people by their names. I want to really give back to my community because it feels good seeing the direct impact of my actions and helping those in less fortunate situations to myself. And then you can go and work backwards and break down how are you going to achieve that? I'm going to do monthly or like bi-monthly contributions to a charity or I'm gonna go and volunteer. I'm going to learn different ways to remember people's names better and I'm going to encourage myself to use their names actively in conversation. I'm going to go to therapy and work on my self-esteem and my self-confidence in areas where I feel like it's lacking and have those conversations and break it down why I feel like my self-esteem and my self-confidence is low in those areas and to build the tools and the mindsets and the coping mechanisms in order to build up that self-esteem and that self-confidence. You know, things like that. But anyways... I think that's going to be the end of today's episode. Remember that this is part one of three in the Glow Up in 2024 series. I will also be posting little infographics on the Morning Ray Pod Instagram. So definitely go check that out if you are more of a visual learner and you like to see things written down in front of you. I will have this all on there. And come back next week to learn about habits, routines, and mindsets going into the new year and how to best better your habits and build good habits and have them stick. If you like this episode, I would love if you could leave a rating and or review. It's how you can help support the pod. I really do love reading your reviews and appreciate any feedback that you have for me. I am upgrading my podcast equipment and video podcasts are coming soon. They'll be available on YouTube and I'll also be doing little clips on social as well. So get excited and ready for that. I'm just waiting on one more piece of equipment to come in before I can do that. And then obviously I'm going to have to figure out how to match and sync the audio from the mic to the camera recording. But I'm really excited for that. Think Alex Earl, hot mess, call her daddy, Alex Cooper vibes energy for the videos. I think it will be really cute. Obviously not as high tech as them because we're not there yet. Yet, emphasis on yet. I really think the way in which you talk to yourself and word things to yourself and others is really important. So that's a goal of mine to continue into 2024. But nonetheless, I shall let you go. Happy Monday. Happy whatever day you're listening to this on. I hope that you enjoyed it. I love you guys so much and we'll chat soon. Bye guys. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them
them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.